Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Reality Reno with Mitch and Mark. Mark, you've got to say, if ever there was a week for us to actually back out of society a bit with the way COVID is just rampaging around Australia and the rest of the world, this was the week. But we didn't waste it. We used it to get ready to expand our Mitch and Mark Home Store in Newport, building, 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 but also our online store. So many great new products coming out soon. You know, it's kind of our version of downtime, but it really wasn't that much downtime because we had the chance to catch up with our fellow block contestants. Now, if you listen to Reality Reno, you will know last week we spent time with Ronnie and Georgia and they talked about their block journey from 2017 all the way through to 2021 and also Auction Day. A lot of people have asked about what happened on Auction Day, and we'd said to Ronnie George, you don't need to talk about it, but Ronnie was prepared to discuss what he, you know, how he experienced it, and I really, really, really value his honesty. This week, though, we talked to some other firm friends. Now, we came out of the 2021 season friends with all the couples, which was great, and this couple is no exception. Marky, I love these guys. They are absolute sweethearts and it comes through in everything that they say and everything they do. They were the bookies' firm favourites to win the block, which didn't turn out that way for them. But what people don't know is what it took for them to get onto the block. But this is one smart and savvy couple. And Mitchie, like we always do, you know, we sit down and we talk to couples and we think that we know something about them. But these guys, we found out more that we didn't realise, even the fact that they met when they were like in primary school, I think, and their journey from their small town to Kirsty being in Nashville, which is pretty amazing. These guys were serious contenders on the block in 2021. And I'm very delighted to welcome Kirsty and Jesse. Kirsty Leakers and Jesse Anderson. How Hello. are you boys? How are you going? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Welcome. It's very exciting to actually see you as well as hear you because it's been a while. It was um, the auction, so that was a while back since we've seen you. No, they came to the opening of our store. We did come to that. And we saw you at Delta's Christmas. Yes, Mark. It's good to see it was nice and memorable for you. No, you know why? (laughs) I think that because it was so nice seeing you every day on the block and I feel like I haven't seen you forever. We miss you guys. It has been a uh, whirlwind for you fellas. eh? You guys have been flat out. We've uh, been keeping an eye on you, so (laughs) it's all been happening. But you've got lots going on too, guys. Yeah, we've just been flat out like you guys and – I've had lots of shows on and we're getting stuck into some renos of our place as well. So, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't stopped since the block. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd like to, to start our chat with taking you guys way back. Everybody in Australia knows you as Kirsty and Jessie, the, the adorable country couple from the block. I'd like to hear more about where, where you guys started or talking about where you met yeah. and – and oh, also about the backstory, yeah, and about your <laughs> about the, the beginning dirt, of your actually. music career. And Jesse, you started as a tradie and then got into the music business as well. 
How much time we got? We've been <laughs> together for a long time. So I heard somewhere you met at school. So yeah, we met in, in primary school. So we both went to Western Primary. Jesse and his mum and his sisters actually ended up moving away sort of halfway through. So I didn't see him for the last couple of years of primary school. And then they actually ended up moving back to our hometown. Which is which is where? Curry Curry. I was in year eight and Jesse was in year seven because I'm a little bit of a cradle snatcher. And You're a <laughs> So he started year seven at my high school and we were in the same roll call because both our last names start with A. So I used to sit next to Jesse pretty much every roll call. Because, we were just friends. We just Yeah, like, we're talk. just friends. But I actually had the hots for his best friend. And I would say to him, can you please, please hook me up with Lewis, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we just were friends and I'd just try and get them together. And, and you did. You got us together at a party. We did a little smoochy smooch. A bit of a smooch. And, <laughs> it was uh, smooching with what, his, with his best friend. Yeah, friend. With his friend. friend. Yeah. And we weren't together at the time, obviously. We were just friends. <laughs> no, no, not in a weird yeah. way. But Jesse, at, yeah. t- at that time, did you have the hots for Kirsty or were you like, yeah, whatever, I'll just hook you up with my friend? Um, no, well, we're just don't friends. even lie because I went through our yearbook where Jesse had oh, rated all the girls out of 10. <laughs> I found our yearbook. And do you want to know what he scored me? What? A six. Oh, oh that's and he nice. scored one of my friends a nine. Oh, she brings the story out every time. Just to make Jessie, me feel bad. You <laughs> ended like up with the person. girl that was a six. So when yeah, did you start dating? Yeah, but she was <laughs> like the ugly duckling, you know. She's, <laughs> she's, a, she's a golden goose now. She's as a if, as if oh. I was the, ever the ugly duckling. No, you weren't ugly. No, you weren't ugly. But I don't know I don't about know, that, Mitch. I think Jesse's changing his story now. She's got yeah. the money. Now she's a ten. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, goose. we you've called her a goose now, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, we started dating. Jesse was sixteen, and I just turned seventeen. And secretly, I think he just asked me out because I had my peas, and he didn't, and he needed someone to drive him around. <laughs> Jesse, you're coming off really badly now. You're the I guy know. that rated her as a six, and then decided because yeah. she had her peas, I might as well just date her now. <laughs> well, I need a car. <laughs> I sound like a horrible person at it. No, we just were friends and we got better friends, I guess. That brought us together. And then I uh, left at 16 to start an apprenticeship and then we just got to talking at parties and stuff Yeah. outside of school and then uh, it just developed from there. And, um, then I he rang me one out. night and he said, It was a state of origin night. Yeah, will you go out with me? And she goes, where are you taking me? <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. And where did you take her? I was. I didn't have my license. She had to take me. <laughs> we, so we went, oh we went to the movies. Jesse, you rang the the number six girl. Yeah. And asked, <laughs> "Would you go out with me? But you need to drive me." Yeah. yeah. I must have been hard up, hey. <laughs> Kirsty, I'm just starting. The prospects didn't sound good at the time, did they? They weren't. I must have saw something underneath there, but he's definitely turned out to be a diamond in the rough. That's for sure. Diamond in the rough. Mitch, I think she must have seen what all of Australia saw on the block. Yeah, yes, Jess, so. <laughs> Jesse, the quite achiever hottie yeah. of the block. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. So you've been together since you were 16 and 17 and yeah. you are now 33, 33. and 32. Well, Jesse just turned 33, yeah, so week, we're both so. the same age now for a couple of months. And then not, not long into the relationship, you had a home together and bought your first home very young. Yeah, so it was always a goal of Jesse's to buy a house. It didn't even feel like an option to me in my family. My mum and dad had never owned their own house. My grandparents had never owned their own house. You know, they all grew up in housing commission and, and renting. So it just didn't seem 
like an option for me at all. And so I never even thought about that at that age. But when wow. Jesse and I got together, he'd always talk about wanting to to buy a house. And that was something your mum instilled yeah. into you from mom a very young age. Just always um, said that like it's a good goal to achieve um, a house. And I don't know, just as long as I can remember, I always just wanted a house. I don't know why, even just when I was, yeah, like, um, so you started saving from a pretty young yeah, age. And- I got my first job at I think I was um, 14, thir- 12, 13. what is thirteen? I think. Yeah. Um, sort of. I just used to save everything I could, and especially when I started my apprenticeship, I was lucky enough to be at home with mum, so I'd save half my pay every week. I worked out if I put it into a rapid saver account and I deposited, so I think it was fifty dollars a day. Your, your interest was calculated daily and paid monthly. Wow! So, so I was always been a little savvy bit in savvy, in, and I would just do like I would um, write into magazines and get stickers. They'd send me stickers, and then I'd um, sell them at school, things like that. <gasps> oh wow! Wait, you'd also sell cigarettes at school too. Yeah, sell me smokes. <laughs> sell you were selling school. cigarettes to the kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I paid for the first house, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to you, Jesse, mm. uh, you need to write your own column. He does on you know how to save to get your first home. Because write for a, a book. lot of people, it's really yeah. difficult. Write a book. Write a yeah. book. You know because Kirsty, it sounds like for your family that just was never property was never on your radar because no. it didn't seem achievable. Um, but you but, know, it but strikes what? me then when you got that first house, you must have been so proud of yourselves at eighteen. Yeah. You must have felt so proud that you. D- you saved and you worked so hard. Yeah, definitely. We were, we were, yeah, we were so proud. And I remember at the time, all our friends, you know, they were at uni and they're going out on uni nights. And one of my friends, she couldn't understand why I couldn't go out with her, like clubbing during the weeks. And I would try and explain to her that we have a mortgage, and I just, I'm mm. not living at home with my parents. I just don't have that spare money to go out yeah, and, no spare you money. know, go night clubbing. Um, so, Ed, like we. Lost out on, I guess, a lot of our younger years with any partying or going out. <laughs> but it's put us in a fun. good position yeah. now, you know. Um, yeah, and it's made us appreciate hard work and, yeah, it's got us to where we are now. Because you guys were presented on the block as the inexperienced country kids. But yeah. now from that first property at 18, how many properties have you actually bought and sold, bought, renovated and sold? Four. Uh, well, we're in our fourth one now, so we haven't sold the fourth one. So... That very first house that we brought, we didn't actually do a whole lot of renovating to that at all. We, we just yeah tidied it up. Yeah, we just did like you know painted up a wall, painted, put some gardens in. We didn't do anything to the kitchen or bathroom, or anything like like that. And then it got too small for us, so we decided to sell it. And we weren't like thinking about it as flipping or anything like that. We were just selling it to buy another place because it, we'd outgrown it and it was too small. It was only like a one and a half bedroom little miners cottage. Wow. So we sold we sold that and we made $60,000 on it. And for us at the time, I think we were, you know, 20 years old, $60,000 was it's huge, amazing considering Crazy. we hadn't hardly done anything to the house. We'd, we'd spent a couple of thousand dollars on it and that was it. So yeah. we thought maybe we could, you know, do this to the next house. So we renovated the next house and we set out to – to renovate that one really quickly and and sell it straight away but we only made $20,000 on on that one at the time and so that really taught us that different houses are obviously going to give you different profits and we got really lucky with that first one and the second one that's when the market was actually starting to to really drop in our area and so after that house we renovated Jessie's mum's house for her 
So that wasn't actually our house, but we renovated that one. Um, and then we actually started a cafe. So my music career was was taking off and I really wanted to be over in Nashville and spend a lot of time in Nashville. But one of the things I found really hard was trying to get a visa, a working visa. So I could only really go for three months at a time because I wasn't technically allowed to work over there and earn any money. And so we got to talking and we said, what can we do that gives us an income that we can be in Nashville? Because technically we're not allowed to earn an income, even though I'm over there doing gigs and, and songwriting and all that kind of thing. We still need to have an income to, to pay our bills. So we thought, what kind of business can we start that, you know, hopefully it can be running itself with our employees while we're over in Nashville for three months at a time. And that's why we came up with our cafe because our, our hometown of Curry Curry, it didn't have any cafes at all. And we thought, that's what it really needs. So, yeah, we opened our little cafe. Was, yeah, what, well, like 23 and opened yeah. a 60-seat cafe in Curry. You were 22. I was 22. 22. Um, with, no, with no experience. No, no experience. experience. We'd so, never made a coffee before. The day before we opened, Jesse was on YouTube learning how to make coffee. Yeah. So, so you really are just give it a go. If I track back a little bit, on your first house, I asked you the question, you know, how you felt. You so must have been so proud of yourselves to do that. I guess for you, Kirsty, being, what, the first one in your family yeah. to own property, yeah. how did your family feel about that had, oh they were they, they were so proud and they still are now yeah they were just so over the moon and I think especially my dad was just so happy that his baby girl got with someone like Jesse and he totally had his head screwed on and because I I know a lot of dads out there do worry about that when they're you know their pride and joy finds their first boyfriend and they, they hope that he's going to be a guy like Jesse so I think he realized from very early on that he hit the jackpot with the son-in-law that he had <laughs> and so. um and yeah so they were really proud and they still oh, are wow so guys you did the cafe which enabled you to have a passive income while you were spending yeah. time in and out of nashville your singing career is taking off and jesse you had been a fitter and turner but you then got into the music industry as well yeah, so it just come out of necessity, you know, like there's the music game is a really tough industry to be in and it's hard to make. Bank. A lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> there's only like the top tier sort of 3% probably can make a um, a decent income out of music, you know. So um, we always struggled to finance photo shoots and video music clips. And- um, so Kirsty pretty much said, like, we can't afford to pay anyone to do this. You're going to have to learn. So I, that's another <laughs> thing we just... I'm like, oh, right, I just have to learn. He got so on, YouTube. on YouTube. Well, he was always said, good with a camera. He was always good with, like, photography at school and things like that. And On the creative side of things, yeah, I've, I've yeah. always um, had a bit of a creative brain, I guess. So, yeah, we just borrowed a mate's handy cam, like the little flip-out oh, Sony handy cam like this. pretty dodgy at the time, the very first music video. pretty dodgy. Video. <laughs> um, and, like, a lot of my early stuff, like everything, I guess, in on your early days is quite dodgy. So Kirsty was the guinea pig, would do sort of Kirsty's clips, but I eventually got better and better. And then people would start asking Kirst, like, oh, who did your video clip? It was really good. And then it just became more and more people would ask and then I would that do their clips. would do their clips. And at the beginning, you know, he'd just do it for a carton of beer and I would say, so then, you need to, you know, be charging for this. You need to think of this as a career. And at the time he was still working as a fitter machinist. Even when we had our cafe, he was still working as a fitter. So he'd, he'd go, he'd start work at like 3.30 in the morning as a fitter and then he'd finish early in the afternoon then he'd come to the cafe and then do like the night shift with me at the cafe. So... When he was getting so busy with music videos, I said, you've got to quit your job as a fitter. You need to do this full time. Like you're so good at it and 
you know, the opportunities there, you could do it full time. And it took me ages to convince him to quit oh, his really job. I really did because when you're leaving a job where you're just getting an hourly rate for like you work an hour, you guaranteed get income. guaranteed income uh, and you've got mortgage and bills, it's, it's really scary just to jump into the unknown where you don't know. You might have, yeah, two clips coming up, but you don't know if you're going to get anything else after that. So it is really scary, but Kirsty's always been the braver one of us. He's always pushed us into the uncomfortable situations, e.g. <laughs> the block. Like, so Kirsty was a big influence on us uh, applying for that, even though I definitely wanted to be on it. I probably wouldn't have made the first step. So, yes. yeah, so she really encouraged me to quit my job and start the production business. So, Kirsty, where is your um, country music career going right now? Well, can I, I, love that. I love that you no, didn't no. say no. Oh no. Uh, when I when I'm can when we, we met... talk about the first time <laughs> the first time we met Kirsty. <laughs> yes. And I said, Oh, you're a country and western singer. And we were quickly told Mark Shut down quickly. It's cu- it's, country. it's country, it's not country and western. That's what old that's what old people yes. call it. So in in, in one or two sentences we got slapped twice. Yes, you I don't know that it's country and you're old. And I thought she's she's gonna be a peach. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'd heard about her, hadn't we? We'd heard about her. Oh, that's right. You heard about me, didn't you? <laughs> but we yes. won't get back to that. I, one question I have is, was music and singing always a career path for you? Yeah, like with- always, definitely. It's always been something that I've known that I was always going to do with my life. I've, I've got so many paper clippings of me at six and seven years old where they would ask me, you know, what do you want to do when you're older? And it was always, I want to be a famous country singer and that comes back from just the family that I grew up in. I come from a very musical family. My mom and my nan and all my aunties, they all sang country music. So they grew up singing country music and my mom fell pregnant with me at 16. So I think her dreams of being a country music superstar were sort of <laughs> thrown out the window when I came along. And, and so then she ended up working with me because she could see that I, I had the talent there and she entered me in my very first talent quest at three years old. And we actually have a video of that, which is really special because we didn't have a camera growing up, but there was someone in the audience that day that was filming and they gave it to me later on in life, which was really great. Oh, how um, beautiful. Is that yeah. on social media? Do you yeah, share yeah, that? yeah. 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 Oh, so people should go to is Yeah, you can Instagram? go to my Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, you can Spell check it out you. on you, there. You Are My Sunshine was the first song she sang. Yeah, yeah so oh. I sort of got the, the taste for it from there, I think, um, that very first talent quest. And then pretty much every weekend of our life revolved around my music career. And I actually feel sorry for my brothers and sister because literally their lives revolved around following their big sister around to... It was kind of like having, you know, one of those siblings that is a pageant, <laughs> pageant child. Yes. <laughs> so we'd go around to, uh, you know, back in the 90s, there was lots of country music clubs all over Australia and they would hold different competitions every weekend. So I would travel around to different competitions all around Australia and we'd always camp because we could never afford to, to stay anywhere. So, you know, most of the time we'd stay on the side of the road. We'd, you know, just find a campsite and in our most oldest beat up cars that we always had dad always had some kind of old Datsun or or some kind of bomb like that that I would want to for the audience who aren't familiar with Datsun they they now called Nissan are they I didn't even know that (laughs) there you go so yeah we had the old the old Datto and we'd we'd travel around and um you know those competitions they would have things where you know the winner of that would then go on to the state championships and all different things like that and so I, I grew up in the country music industry, so 
Um, I would go to Tamworth every single year, the festival, the country music festival, and I would busk on the streets there. So every year I'd busk and mum would make me save all that money and put it into a bank account. And so then by the time I was 16, I had enough money to record my very first EP. So yeah, went into the studio and recorded that very first EP. And then that got me on country radio and um, got me in front wow. of all the, the right people. And, and then I, I entered a, a competition at the time called the Telstra Road to Tamworth. And that competition was an Australia-wide competition and the winner of that got to go to Nashville. And so I ended up winning uh, the songwriters part of that competition um, at 16 and that you, got me you my very first trip. Part. Yeah, yeah. So they had two different wow. sections. They had a performer part and they had a songwriters part. So the songwriters part got you a trip to Nashville to write with some of the biggest songwriters in the world. Um, and I'd never been on a plane before, let alone to another country. So... That was a big eye-opener for this little girl from Curry Curry. But um, that really sort of kicked a lot of things off for me and started that, you know, relationship with me loving Nashville so much. And after that, I would travel back and forth every year to Nashville and write with those same writers. And then I'd meet new writers um, and I'd collaborate with those guys. And then the year after that, I won a competition called the Toyota Star Maker competition, which is the same competition that Keith Urban won that kickstarted his career. Oh, wow. So he won that. Um, so, yeah, I, I won that, and that got me my very first record deal. So from that, I then released my first album, and then from that album, the following year, I won my very first golden guitar for Best New Talent. So, yeah, it all sort of kicked off from there in those really early years back in, you know, around 2004, 2005. So, Kirsty, with a career from three now to 33, yeah. <laughs> um, where is your career right now with country music singing? So, I'm going to release a new album which I'm really excited about. Um, I was actually in the middle of recording that when we found out we'd made it onto the block. So, we had to sort of stop halfway through recording that album to go and do the block and then once we finished and um, we had that little gap between the show finishing and the show airing we went back into the studio and finished it off so it's an album that's been you know pretty much two years in the making so I'm really looking forward to finally having it out there so hopefully that'll be released around April. Can we start the rumour now that Kirsty and Jesse are having a block baby it just happens to be an album? <laughs> yes you are yeah. having a, a block baby. Yeah the yes. block baby is my new album. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that has actually been a question that's been asked many, many times. <laughs> I guess oh, are you pregnant? Can you tell <laughs> <Yeah>. us now? <laughs> um, pregnant with a food baby, that's about it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> nuggets. It's nuggets. Yeah, I don't it's know if people listening. Kirsty, very quickly on the block, we got to know Kirsty is a big fan of chicken nuggets. I am. Kirsty eats like an eight year old child. I was going to say ten year old, but yeah, okay, eight year old, whatever. And the winners are Grinners Dinners were always a trial for you, Kirsty, weren't they? <laughs> oh, I didn't eat a whole lot of food at those Winners of Grinners Dinners, <laughs> but I at least oh, made an effort. It was all too fancy. It was all too fancy. <laughs> Your Winners of Grinners Dinner, remember the first, when you did the. Was it smoked the barbecue, meat and the American barbecue. The American well, barbecue, that. it felt like we were at a country music party. Yeah, with you, no, with, it you, did. with you yes. singing as well. I do recall that yes. song, which I didn't yes. fully appreciate that song until later. I just thought it was a very nice song. <laughs> yes, that that song. That song was funny. So that song is actually so. What song che- was that again? So it's "Your Cheating Heart" by Hank Williams, and it's actually a song that I've grown up singing my whole life. So when we did the Winners of Grinners dinner, obviously I got up and sang, and it just so happened that I sang that song. 
and there was a few people that took it to heart. <laughs> Did it just so happen? Did it just so happen, Kirsty Acres? Yeah, it just so happened that, you know, I looked at my set list and thought that would be a great song to sing tonight. <laughs> uh, now, it was all Mitch a bit of tongue-in-cheek tongue in fun and, you know, I guess we can all look back on it now and laugh, but it was funny at the time. I did receive a few abusive messages <laughs> from uh, some fans that mm. got a little bit worked up about that song choice, so that was, I thought that was quite funny at the time. <laughs> Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, let's go back to getting on the block. You had applied for the block four yeah. times, was it? Yeah, yeah. So this year was our fourth time. We first applied back in 2012. Um, and the reason we applied was because, you know, our friends had seen us, friends and family had seen us renovating our house and they they you know knew our characters and would say, you guys need to go on that show, The Block. And we didn't really think much of it at the time. And so that very first application was was really a really rushed application. We were, we were working in our cafe at the time. We are so busy. And I really hope that video never sees the light of day because it <laughs> will be. So we first applied back in 2012 and obviously didn't get on. We were over in Nashville for the next sort of few years. I was over there back and forth and we were busy with our cafe. So we didn't apply. And then the last three years in a row, we applied. So um, three years ago, we applied, didn't get on. And then last year, we applied and we actually made the shortlist. So we went and met with Lucky, the casting director, and, you know, did the whole casting process. And and then I think middle of January he let us know, sorry, guys, we love you, but we don't love you enough to put you on the show this year. We, we said we're on their radar now. We made the shortlist last year, so let's just apply one more time. And we said if we don't get on this year, then they can get stuff. We're not going to apply. But luckily we made it on. We were just, yeah, over the moon when we found out and just feel what? incredibly lucky to have so lucky. been one of the chosen few that get to go on when the block. When you got on the block, but when you first started, what did you hope it would do for you? Well, number one, we hope we'll win a lot of money because we know, you know, that kind of money is life changing. And I'm so glad we did. We, you know, because there has been years where people have walked away with, say, $10,000 and not a lot at all. So that was our number one goal was to win a decent size amount of money that would help set us up for the rest of our, our life. Number two, we just hope that it would give us a lot more opportunities and open a lot more doors, especially for me with my music and, you know, introduce a, a new audience to my music, which it has also. So as hard as it was, I feel like everything that we hope that it would achieve for us, it has. So we're very thankful. And now you've done the block. Yeah. So you went on there hoping to achieve making some money and also to give a bit of a boost to your singing career, expand your audience. Yeah. What has it done for you that you didn't expect? What I first. didn't expect <laughs> was people to ever recognize me in the street. I've never been <laughs> one to be oh, in the spotlight. Or well, you're not only behind be the, the camera, not in front of it. So it's been, um, it's been really nice, but it's just been a hard adjustment for me to be like I don't know, recognized and you have fans and, now, and that's it's, it's it's interesting. It's um that's what I didn't expect. I guess is I to kept telling you to ever recognize kept, me or he kept thinking it was just me going on the show, and I kept saying to him, "You're going on the show too," you know. I'm like, "You're 
you're going to come out of this. Australia is going to love you. I said, I feel like people might be a bit iffy on me, but they're going <laughs> to they're gonna love you, Jesse, because I've never met anyone that doesn't love Jesse. And I just, I love that Australia got to see that person because he is. They saw um, about 30% of me. I was just wrecked on the show. <laughs> <laughs> he is always behind zombie. the scenes. So it was so good that they got to, to see him and, and fall in love with him, which I knew they would. And the number one thing that's come from it is it's, brought you out of your shell so so much you're still quite reserved in that shell but it's brought you out so much more than what you were before you started yeah it, it did the same for mark too mark, yeah. you, you, mark no mark you, you did find your voice i i i yeah. I, I, I cursed the day mitch yeah. has, says that with very mixed feelings because yeah. like, oh you found your voice and i wish you wouldn't have found it so much so jesse i understand it gives you a bit more confidence are there is there anything you'd change Definitely. Yes. Well, hindsight. Yes. Yeah, hindsight. Wouldn't that bloody big house. That house. There's, there's no point. But it was a no-brainer at the time. So <laughs> if you chose again differently, and hindsight's a fine thing, which house would you choose? It was so, always yours we would choose because they were the two houses that we were struggling to choose between. And What they didn't show yeah. on camera is when um, we had to decide because they put us on the spot and said, right, you have to choose now. And I'm like, oh, well, we need to see plans. How can I yeah. choose a house without plans? And they said, well, there is no plan. Oh, no, 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 they said they, we'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> and we had to choose the house without plans. So when Kirst and I were arguing off of camera, which house? <laughs> I was saying to go your house. Jess yeah. was like, no, no, no. no. But there's a no-brainer. Big bigger house, yeah, big bigger one. block, of course. Like, See, Jesse, no size is important to you, right? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, so that's that, yeah, that's one thing we will change is, uh, yeah, different, different house. But in saying that, I'm so proud of that house. So I'm so proud abs- of that house. So guess, would we? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to know. Well, if I knowing what I know now, yes, <laughs> of course. So if you had done that when we turned up, you guys had worked your guts out, Jesse, Erica, you were just wrecked. You'd had no sleep for yeah. a day or two days to do that first challenge. Yeah, standing mm. in the end of the court, and then next thing you hear this car roar up, and it was Mitch revving the guts yeah. out of his Mustang. <laughs> we fling the doors. We get out. Like what? Did you think at that point, did you did you expect that there would be experienced people coming back on the block? Well, when it, it showed that there was just the three teams, straight away I said there has to be returned couples coming. I think um, Kirsty picked it pretty early. She's pretty. She's a bit smarter <laughs> than me though. I kept yeah. saying it has to be your fans versus fave kind of thing. There's no other explanation of what they're going to they're, they're gonna do. So when you guys rocked up, I think I even said on camera, I was like, oh, no, like yeah. these guys have got like 400 Renos under the belt. We're, we're knackered. <laughs> Bit of an exaggeration. but. <laughs> yeah. And then Ronnie and Georgia arrived. Yeah, so Ronnie and Georgia were the ones that we were surprised about because I had a feeling it was going to be you guys that rocked up. We are just like, oh, wow, gosh, it's bad enough. We've got Mitch and Mark we've got to compete with. Now we've got to compete with Ronnie and Georgia as well. So it was just really overwhelming at the time, I think, and we didn't really know what to think. Yeah, and that yeah. first I was just a zombie. Like, honestly, that first week – in that probably six nights, I probably got seven hours sleep. Yeah. Not even exaggerating. I was just not sick. a healthy man. I was yeah. just sick. Yeah. And then you guys rocked up and I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> this has gotten even harder. <laughs> you guys have had no sleep and we rock up going yeah. dressed all to the nines. Oh, yeah, it's all fine. <laughs> in, in hindsight, if you hadn't chosen the big house, which house would you have chosen? So potentially the one that we did. Definitely would have been your house. Yeah. yeah. Would have been our house. So yeah. you guys got to choose which houses we got Ryan, yeah. Georgia, Mitch and I, what influenced your decision to put us in what house? 
obviously it was a group decision with mm. Josh and Luke and Tanya and Vito, but we were obviously all talking about it. And for us, we felt like Ronnie and Georgia's style was so similar to ours. We have quite a similar style that we didn't want to give them the your, house that your, we wanted, your house. Your house, because <laughs> your house was just like second choice. Yeah, well, it was and my first. similar yeah. style to to what it we It had that ours, character to it. The that, character. And I know Ronnie and George They like that character. That. Like their house they live in, their home is yeah. very similar to your house that you credit. And, and us, because yeah. Ronnie and George were similar style to us, we wanted to – Make sure they didn't get Make your sure house. they didn't get an advantage. So we put them in that end house because we thought that was not really their style because it looked like it was going to be a modern But we thought that was joint. the worst house you could get would be that corner house. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and so that's how you end up getting your house. So you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Was there also reasons why you put us in that house as opposed to the other one? No, it was just purely because we felt Ronnie and Georgia were the most similar in style to us. To us. And yeah. we, we thought if they had your house – it would just be a breeze for them, style-wise, yeah. because it had that character and, like yeah. previous house. number one, done. we said, well, let's just put them in the corner and then the only one left for you guys to go in was that one. Was so. that one. <laughs> it's interesting. It was a tough, this season, you know, it, it was a tough season for a whole lot of different yeah. reasons and there was a lot of drama there. But if we go forward, you know, auction day is a huge day for all of us. Emotions are all over the place. Obviously, for us, it was yeah. crazy. Oh, it was what bizarre. Was it? So bizarre. Yeah. What was it like for you guys going through that and and waiting to the last auction? Because yeah. I remember you guys heading to that auction and we, you know, we love you guys and I think we both were like, you can win this. We think you can win yeah. this. I think the whole auction experience for us was really, really disappointing and not because of the result we got, just the whole way the reserves were done. It's bizarre. It was just, it's just we couldn't wake person. up excited on auction day because we none of us even knew what our reserve was going to be. So, and the only way we could yeah. find out was to go sit in the lounge with Scotty. So mm-hmm. it was just bizarre. It's like should have been the most happiest day of our life, and to one degree it was because it was a, we won a lot of money. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, just because they dropped the million dollars above our reserve on us, and then they About weren't going to tell guide. us, yeah. What the reserve was, unless we went on the couch. I don't know. It was just a. Re- I don't know. It was just a real odd experience. The whole reserve auction. And I think, especially for us going last, I kind of felt like, yeah, we were going to be we were going to be screwed either way because you know all the advice had been that for we us should to go, go first. first. Mm. And I feel like if we went first and Ronnie and Georgia went second, they probably would have won. But ultimately, them putting us last, I think that yeah, it just. It didn't give them the result that they were hoping for, and but that's all hindsight. Like it's all done and dusted now. I just got to box that up. <laughs> yeah, that's done. I don't want to think about it because I still can't really sleep. <laughs> so wake up in the middle of the night in cold sweats. Yeah. We we <laughs> expected that order yeah. that you presented. We thought you would be first and Ryan yeah. George second. Yeah, yeah, we we were surprised by the order, but you know, frankly, when we were told we would go second, we went fine. Like we yeah. thought, yeah, of course, we're happy. yeah, we're obviously yeah. happy for us for that. Have you spoken to Ronnie and Georgia about that decision-making process or have you just gone, I need to, as you said, box it up and let it yeah, go? Yeah, the only, the only time we spoke to them about the decision was at the actual time when they told us that we'd be going last. And mm. I, I hit Georgia up and I said, but why? All the advice, All the advice has been was for, us for us to, to go, go first. first. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I was devastated at the time. Mm. I thought, wow, these guys really don't want us to have any chance of winning at mm. all. Mm. And I still feel that today honestly yeah. I, st- I do still feel like that now so yeah but at the end of the day we had to tell ourselves so you, you know do you feel like that decision was one based on 
we don't want House 5 to win. Well, I think we. I think it was more based on they wanted to win. Obviously, yeah. everyone goes into this competition wanting to win, mm. and I feel like they thought their best chance of winning was for us not to win because going into it, we were, you know, the favourites to win only because of the land size, you know. Yep. It's I think got 900 like, square metre yeah. block. It was just the reserve. But, like, even yeah. they were, like, bookies' favourite, I guess. It makes sense to put us last, I guess, in to one them, degree yeah. for yeah. them. But yeah. I feel like for everyone else's result, it would have made – I feel like if we went first, we might not even have got the profit that we did, but I feel like it would have gave them a better profit. So mm. either way, it's hard to know whether to be upset about that or not because if we did go first, we might not have got the profit that we did. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it probably would have set everyone else up better. But yeah, it's funny. Um, we we always thought second was the best position, but when we were put into second, we second guessed it. We thought, yeah. we we thought that Ronnie and George obviously know something that we don't. Well, I've always um, thought second would be the best place to go. If I was doing auction order, one hundred percent, I'd put myself second. Yeah, if we second. had won the leaderboard, yeah, we would have went second. So. I think I think for Ronnie and Georgia, the year that they did the block. The couple that went, went first, first won. Yes. And so yes. that obviously sticks in their brain and they yes. think, okay, well, this happened in our season. You know, we don't want to make a mistake from our past season, so we're going to go first. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, they still won a lot of money. We only Absolutely. won, we, we only won $5,000 more than them. So yeah. um, I feel yeah. like everyone still got a great result either way. We could have walked out of it with nothing. Like we were all thinking that we were going to Yeah. Yes. When, when we got our reserves. So Even though it was hard yeah. to swallow that reserve because they just dumped the million dollars more than our price guide on us. Yeah. yeah. So it was hard, really hard to swallow. But like I said, just box that up, boom, $300,000, <laughs> amazing, yeah. amazing result. Yeah. Well, anyway, our first time around, we came last. As If you look at the five houses, we came last yeah. in the winnings. Well, we won a truckload of money, yes. so we automatically switched to Oh, it doesn't yeah. doesn't affect us what others won. We won plenty. It is. And oh, that's right. It's a gift to do the block. How many oh. people ever ever get to do that out of out of the people who apply? Oh, what a well, gift. that's what we tell that's ourselves. A massive as well. privilege. Um, what a privilege. And that's why we took it so seriously because we have tried to get on for, for so, so long. long now, and it's just um, such a privilege to be on there. Well, we yeah. both worked our absolute guts out. I know that I couldn't have worked any harder. Like I lost ten kilos on the show. Yeah. And I just was only a scrap of myself on the show and yeah. just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm, yeah, we're, I'm proud of what we achieved. I know I couldn't have worked any harder. It was just the reserve that they dumped on us. But both yeah, of, you, of you, you know, we watched you work on the block, you know. Obviously coming back we have an advantage having known what the process was like. Yeah. Cause, but we remember the first time we walked on to the Oslo yeah. and the overwhelm of everything you you just don't know how you're going to get this done it's impossible to come to the end of this and for us to have watched you across the road you know we watched how hard you worked we watched how you worked as a team you know I can vouch Jesse you worked your guts out you're the quiet achiever you're an amazing person and I always said Australia's going to fall in love with you they already love Kirsty she's gorgeous (laughs) thanks But, but you know You've come out of this creating an amazing house hmm. and an amazing couple. You know, the strength yeah. of your partnership is amazing, is incredible. And um, we're very proud to have gotten to know you and to call you friends. Oh, we feel we feel the same. Yeah, we've been very privileged to be friends I think friends that's why we were drawn to you guys the most in the beginning because you do remind us of ourselves, you Parents. know. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. No, but... Like, we don't okay. think of you like it's older or anything like that. We just think of you 
you know, as our friends. Because you guys would just work so You worked your butts off as well um, and you do have that strong relationship like we do as well. So I think we really admired that in you guys and I think that's probably why we clicked so much in the, in the beginning. You know, Jesse, the truth is Kirsty and Mitch saw like like they like each other. They saw, oh, they I remember, saw like and like, Jesse. I remember, yeah. Kirsty, you when, saying to me when we were filming the Country and Western promo thing. <laughs> country and Western. Um, I said something inappropriate and you said, yeah. You said to me, I can see you and me, we're going to be fucking best friends. <laughs> I, thought, oh, I thought, oh, God, I've got a live one here. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I remember that very first day you rocked up and there was a certain word you said that <laughs> I use quite often and I get in trouble for using that word. Fabulous, fabulous. Yeah, yeah no, it's fabulous. Yeah. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, and I thought, yeah, we're going to be friends. <laughs> you knew immediately that you would yeah, be your kindred yeah. spirits immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, uh, as we kind of head towards the end of having a chat and we're going to say, well, we can sit and talk to you guys forever. <laughs> What's the piece of advice you would give to somebody who wants to apply for the block? We, we get people, a lot yeah. of people asking us. What would you, one, advise them about the process and two, what's, what would you tell them is the biggest challenge about doing it? I think the biggest piece of advice is when you apply, if you don't get on the first time you apply, don't just give up there. I know a lot of people apply once and they go, oh, I didn't get on so I'm never going to get on because I think us and past contestants are examples that, you know, if you keep applying eventually, if you're what they're looking for, you will yeah. get on and it is a life-changing opportunity. So and if you want it bad enough, you got to keep applying to to make it on. And, and, and don't it, get dis- yeah. disheartened if you don't make it on because you just might not be what they're looking for this year but next year you could be like first pick. So just don't give up. And then when you go, when you actually make it on the block, you've got to realize going into that, it's going to be the hardest thing you ever do. It looks so Not easy on TV. Not just physically, but mentally. It's, yeah. You need to have a strong relationship. There's no point going into something like the block if your relationship isn't 100% solid because it could ruin some relationships if you don't go in there mm. with that strong foundation because it, it really has. is. It has. Yeah, actually. it mm. has. It is the hardest thing you will ever do in your life. I've, I felt going into the block that we had done some pretty bloody hard jobs in our life and I thought the block couldn't be that hard, seriously. Like we've worked our guts out in the past but it was nothing compared to the block. There's just no describing it. It doesn't do it justice on TV. It's just it literally is the hardest thing you would do physically and mentally. Well, maybe just Um, don't pick the biggest house. Even then. I think that's where we stuffed up. It was just stupid. It was just too big. so hard even then. like (laughs) horrible. (laughs) <laughs> Even then, it's still so hard because you don't realize going into it that you're going to be surviving on, you know, three hours sleep a night and your brain just can't function with that for three yeah. months straight. I just feel like people that are wanting to do it, yes, it's an amazing opportunity and yes, it'll change your life, but you need to know that you need to absolutely work your butt off and it's going to be the hardest thing you three ever do. Three months straight, seven days a week, no days off. the rewarding thing you do also. Well, Kirsty Lee Akers <laughs> and Jesse Anderson, we look forward to – following your future and seeing you conquer the world together um, you, and Richie. have to say it has it, it's a a pure privilege to get to know you guys we adore you and yes. you are the real deal um oh, the thanks privilege so much. Is ours. <laughs> we feel so lucky to have yeah. met you you know in our first season a lot of people said to us afterwards oh do you still get along with contestants yeah. and it's no secret to say that we don't have yeah. relationships with any of them but yeah. with you guys it is such a privilege to have met you. We love that you're friends 
And I can't wait yeah. to see you in Tamworth yeah. <laughs> in only a few weeks' time. We're going to come watch yes. you. Very but excited. before we go, before we go, yes. let's flip the table um, and give you open slather to ask us any question you like. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you should have prepared me for this because yeah. I would think of something really, really good. I'm going to be laying in bed tonight going, oh, I should have, said oh, I should have asked them that. Um, hence, hence why I didn't prepare you. Well, maybe maybe <laughs> even just something to relate to the block. And he, he's, Like if you had the choice to dish out the houses, who would you have given them to? That's a good That's one. a very good question. I, I don't know. Personally, I would have taken the big house. Yeah. I think everyone would, would go the big, the big house. Well, it just seemed like yeah. a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. just seems like Mark a no-brainer, and, didn't it? Mark and I would have taken it. I think we would have yeah. taken the big house. Um, knowing you guys, where would we put you? Might have given you the um, 10th Tanya century v- one. Tanya Vito's. Tanya Vito's yeah. house. Because oh, it's different thanks. from what I would it would look like with your stuff. <laughs> thanks for you that. You would do it differently. Um, I probably would have given the twins our house because, again, not sure they would understand that style. Yeah, right. I you know, that, yeah. if yeah, you're playing yeah. strategically, yeah, of course, which we yeah, all yeah. were, yeah. might have actually put Ron and Georgia in the corner house for the same reason. Yeah. I don't know, but I personally don't know. I don't know that I would have really cared i would have just taken because because i i have to say on the block we run our own race yeah yeah we we really don't get involved so much in what others are doing said that Mitch. one thing i think it'd be really interesting is if each of the couples looked at the floor plan would we do the same floor plan yeah. As the one that was done, you know, like if oh, we had yeah. one in George's, would we do a different floor plan than theirs? Yeah, that would have been good to have. That would be interesting. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I feel like, mm. yeah, that would have been really good to have. It would have been so good having a floor plan. Yeah, that was so hard <laughs> to work that out on the fly. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. That was tough. That was so yeah. tough. Thanks so much for having us, guys. We Yeah, we absolutely love you guys and really appreciate uh, you having us on. And, uh, the yeah, privilege is ours privilege is to be ours. friends we, with you guys. Uh, Everyone yeah, always asks us that friends. same question. Are you guys all still friends? The first thing we say is, we love Mitch and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's the main question people people say with that yeah. the drama, but they love yeah. the drama, and yeah. it's it's great to to be friends with you. So yeah. I'm looking forward to coming to that concert yes. and having fun in Tamworth. We have never been to the Tamworth Music Festival. Where, Tamworth won't know what hit it when no. you guys. Rock I can't. Up. <laughs> I can't. I he can't wait. It'll be such. It'll yeah. be so fun to be yeah. there to, to cheer you on. You need yeah. a country and western outfit, mate. <laughs> Country oh. and Western. <laughs> Don't ever get one, me started. One can be country. Whoa. You can be country, Mitch, and Mark can be Western. <laughs> well, I hate to think what that means. <laughs> Round him up. Well, thank yeah. you so much, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having us, guys. Wow, Marky. What a gorgeous couple and how talented is Kirsty. And you know what? Jesse is the most supportive husband you could ever have. We love everything about these guys, their attitude and their work ethic, but also their cheeky sense of fun. Well, you know, that's it from us for this week. But next week, we sit with another couple from the block. And I think you're going to find it really interesting. It's the first time, Mitchie, that you and I have sat and spent some time and talked about what happened in 2021 with Tanya and Vito. It's going to be fabulous. But for now, thank you for all your reviews and ratings. Keep them coming and please tell your families, your friends, even your enemies about our show and make sure they all subscribe. And don't forget to play some catch up on our prior podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, of course, including Acast and the rest. Thanks, guys, and see you all next week. Bye.